The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Hello and welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scarlett Fu. We have to talk about one of the goats hanging it up. Yeah, the goat of goats, right? Tom Brady officially retiring from the NFL. He announced the decision on social media. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. Uh, really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. Let's review why Brady is GOAT. He is a seven-time Super Bowl champion. He earned more than $330 million across his 23 NFL seasons, according to SpotRack, and he had a ton of different big brand endorsement deals. That's close to you. Uh, take, <laughs> to take us Almost. through the legacy in the NFL and in business, we bring in Andrew Zimblis. He is Professor Emeritus of Economics at Smith College. Andrew, Professor, welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Thank you. Good to be with you. Well, first of all, yes, he means it this time. But it's way more than the impact of what it means just simply for the league and football fans. There's a a definite economic impact involved in this. Yeah, I think when when any sport, particularly football, which is the most popular sport in the United States, has a spectacular athlete who has set all-time records. In the case of Tom Brady, basically he holds every single meaningful quarterback record in the history of the sport. He's he's won seven Super Bowls, and he, he has more passing yardage and more touchdown yardage and so on and so forth. When somebody like that, who's extraordinary as an athlete, also happens to be good-looking, smart, and articulate, and married to, at, at this point, two different female models, um, you know, when all of that is going on, then it creates a lot of buzz. It creates a lot of excitement. And uh, he, he probably increased football ratings. I don't, I don't know by what, what percent. It wasn't a massive percent. But he contributed more in that way to the growth of football as a sport and as a business than really anybody else since he's been around, which go, dates back to 2001. It's interesting, by the way, that here, here's a fellow out of the University of Michigan who was drafted 199th yes. back in the year 2000 draft. Uh, and he, w- he was drafted behind six other quarterbacks in that year. You are talking so to an old U of M uh, guy who loves it, and he was born and raised in Detroit. And, yes, we loved Tom Brady back in the day. And when he when he went 199th, I'm like, well, okay, that that's nice. And then, you know, Drew Bledsoe gets hurt, and then all of a sudden here's Tom Brady. And Drew Bledsoe is on the sideline. Tom Brady, the second-year quarterback from the University of Michigan, who uh, threw only three passes in his rookie year last year, one for three, a six-yard completion and this is his first duty of 2001. So apparently Bledsoe knocked around a little more than it appeared. It wasn't the greatest start 
for the New England Patriots for his career. But my goodness, after seven Super Bowl rings, he's something else. He is the GOAT. Yes, indeed. So now that Tom Brady is retiring for good, we believe, and so he says, um, do we need or does the NFL need another high-profile good-looking quarterback who may or may not be married to a supermodel to keep its prominence, or are we past that? I, you know, I, look, first of all, there are such quarterbacks around. Mahomes is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, maybe he doesn't quite live up to uh, all, all of the different features that, that Brady brought to the game, but they, they have great players out there, and the, the game will continue to be exciting. Uh, and what somebody, that when, when, when the next Tom Brady comes along, what it will be is a small fill-up, a small boost to the overall weight ratings and popularity of the game. But there are many, so many other factors that are behind right now the growth and popularity of football uh, that, you know, whether it's this year or in two years or in five years that we get the next time, Brady, I don't think makes a great deal of difference to the business of football. I don't think it means any difference either for his big sponsorships. I'm thinking of Hertz and Under Armour. They're still going to keep him, are they? Well, I believe so. And, you know, this is a whole other issue. Uh, Tom Brady retires now and he enters into a 10-year contract with, with Fox, uh, which pays him $375 million. I'll say that again. $375 million. So it's average of $37.5 million a year to be uh, an assistant on their broadcasting. Uh, that's a heck of a lot of money. The, the, the man also, of course, has a clothing line. He has a wellness brand. He has a production company. And he has a, a bunch of lawsuits right now against mm-hmm. him because of his role in promoting mm-hmm. FTX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's definitely um, a stain on his reputation, I guess. But he's not the only one insofar as getting caught up in, in the FTX drama. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. I have a question about the overall appeal of the NFL. We know it's the biggest money-making sport in the U.S., but you go beyond North America and... Yes, they've played some games overseas, but it doesn't carry quite the same clout as, say, international football. I know that right. the NFL is making, um, taking steps to try to broaden the appeal. Do you see football, American football, expanding to a point where it could really rival international football? It doesn't seem like it's on a trajectory to do that. Uh, there, there are some small leagues 
around, and there are, as you point out, uh, games that are being played by of, of the NFL teams in, in Europe. Um, but it, it hasn't caught on. The NFL has been trying to do this for quite some time. Uh, perhaps the logical, most logical market would, would be China. Uh, basketball was very successful, of course, in, in, in seeding itself and developing uh, in, in China. Football hasn't been that. Why is and that? Why, why was basketball part of the problem? Well, I, I, it seems to me that major part of the problem is, is that these countries are attached to a different brand of football, which, which we call soccer. Yeah. Uh, soccer is, as, as you and your listeners know, is immensely popular. And in spite of all the scandals that, that rack that sport on a yearly basis, uh, it, it just seems to get more and more popular. One of the great things about soccer, of course, is that for youth around the the world who, who want to play it, really all they need is a little space and a, and a round ball. Um, they, you know, they don't need shoulder pads, they don't need helmets, they don't need goal posts. Low barrier to so, entry. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a much easier sport to catch on. And you know, once, once it has the, the, the following and the popularity that, that soccer has right now, it's very hard for, for football, American football, to push that to the side. I'm going to piggyback off of that, because I was surprised when I read this about Tom Brady and on social media, uh, it, it is relatively, well, not relatively, it is low compared to some of the other superstars. And you talk about uh, soccer superstars. Cristiano Ronaldo, he has over 800 million following between Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And Tom Brady, I mean, it's just barely moving the needle. Uh, Serena Williams has more of a following than Tom Brady did. That really surprised me. Yeah, well, first of all, the the population of the world is pushing pushing eight eight billion right now. The population in the United States, which is basically the market for U.S. football, is three hundred and twenty or three hundred and thirty million. So there's a tremendous disparity there that that you know Tom Brady or other football players have have to work against. Uh, uh, Serena Williams, uh, of course, is a tennis player, and tennis is an internationally popular sport. Not as popular, of course, as soccer, but still, it does access the world the world market that that as, as American football does not. So I think we'll always see those kinds of disparities, but uh, we shouldn't feel too bad about Tom Brady because he's going to be earning hundreds of millions of dollars in the years to come, much more than he earned in his career as a football player. He earned something like $330 million over his 23 years. And during his years with, with the Patriots, which were the first 20, he he was earning about an average of $11 million a year. It wasn't until he played with the Bucks in the last three years that he was earning $30 million a year. Yeah, he'll be the world's most highly paid sports broadcaster, if not broadcaster in general. Um, Andrew, while we have you, I want to get your take on a different uh, transaction in the NFL, which is the Broncos agreeing to trade with the Saints to make Sean Payton the 19th head coach in franchise history. This is according to ESPN. Um, It hasn't necessarily been confirmed, but the details are that the Saints would receive the Broncos' 2023 first-round draft pick um, and 2024 second-round pick for Payton and the Saints' 2024 third-round selection. I feel like we've moved into new territory here with uh, teams trading coaches or trading for coaches. Yes, I, I think that that's right. I mean, I, I, th- there have been uh, efforts in the past, but uh, I, I think there's there's an increasing appreciation of the importance of a, a motivating the players, b keeping the players healthy, c designing game plans uh, that that are effective. 
so I, you know, when 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 somebody like Brady elevates the status of somebody like Belichick, mm. all of a sudden people are thinking Belichick is a genius, and, and to some extent he is. Uh, but I think there's a new appreciation of of the mental and the emotional component to to success in football, and 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 that's that's pointing at the coaches. And you know, when when players are being paid thirty thirty million dollars a year, uh, why why not pay a coach uh, ten million dollars a year or even fifteen million dollars a year? If, if he's going to be in charge of, of managing all 55 players who are on the field. Sean Payton made a smart move because he took a year off after you know coaching the Saints, and then mm-hmm. he took a year off, and then he decided, well, I'm going to go do a little television, keep my name out there, and it worked because, like you said, Scarlett, he looks like he's going to the Denver Broncos. Professor, I guess I ask you the same thing. A lot of athletes do that. It's like, well, in the meantime, I'll, I'll keep my name year. out there. There are numerous examples of that in, in other sports as well, that you you bide your time, you, you increase your, your popularity, your notoriety, um, and your exposure. At the same time, you buy yourself some, some time so you don't have to sell your services right away. You know, if, if you want to put your your house on the marketplace and you have to sell it in two weeks, you're not going to get, probably, you're not going to get as good a price as if you can wait two years before you find the right buyer. Mm-hmm. And and that, that's one of the things that coaches are doing when, when they do a media gap year. Smart, smart man. I I wish I had the I wish forget about the money we that can Tom take Brady had. Too, Michael Barr. Yeah, right. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll t- we'll I, 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 if I had the looks that Tom Brady had, I could bag got the groceries. The voice that Tom Brady can never have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> 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 Professor Andrew Zimblis, you are so kind with Smith College. You came to join us here on the Bloomberg Business of Sports and educate me and well Scarlett was already educated big time I just I know we learn something new from you every time we speak with you professor <laughs> professor thank you so much sir thank you pleasure to be with you this has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports I'm Michael Barr by the way you can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports and you can follow me on Twitter at Scarlett Foo hey this show it is downloaded every Monday Wednesday and Thursday download this show wherever you get your podcast. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.